Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 239, recorded live on Saturday, January 14th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who could have watched Blade Runner on Netflix, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who could have watched Blade Runner in a movie theater as we speak, Andy Lohai. Like, literally now as we speak? Yeah, literally now. The uh, Celebration Cinema is one of the uh, three movie chains in Kalamazoo. Yeah, I know, we've got three of them. Kind of surprising. Um, they have cult classic weekends, and no joke, this weekend is Blade Runner. Wow. And it was currently playing at 12.45, and it, as we so speak, it is 12.50. minutes in, yeah. yeah. So what are you doing here and not going and watching Blade Runner? Um, I'm recording with you. Oh, well, I suppose there is that. <laughs> Plus, since we are recording at our normal um, Saturday time, I don't have to hide in another room. Aha! Uh-huh. So I actually get to sit back, relax That's, at my desk, that a is nice big monitor. Deed advantageous. Not have the laptop sitting on my lap. Um, Burning your leg. Yeah. Side note. Okay, so you guys gave me Spore for Christmas. Yeah. Which side note? I need to find something to give you for Hanukkah. Okay. Um, it's two side notes, by the way. It's a yeah. side note to a side note. Yes. Okay. So back two steps. Well, back one step to Spore. Um, I don't know what it is. But my laptop can't handle it. <laughs> well, that, whose fault is that? That's not our fault. <laughs> well, the, the laptop can handle it, but after I play it for a bit, um, the laptop overheats and shuts down. <laughs> Which, according to my core temp logger, um, my laptop uh, gets up to, the processor gets up to 115 degrees Celsius before it shuts down. That, Andy, that's not good. <laughs> no, it's happened twice now. And also, the side note, um, Spore does not autosave. So, after playing it, you know, for a couple of, well, not even a couple of hours, so I'd say like an hour at max, and having it shut down due to overheating, it's kind of annoying, because then I lose the previous hour of what I've been doing. Yep. I am still stuck in the creature stage. I have Ouch. not gotten to um, cities or whatever it is. Tribes? Tribes. Yeah. I'm like in a weird limbo where I don't have enough DNA points to use the parts that I've found on my creature in order to advance him. Okay. But everybody like everybody around me is too strong or too advanced, so I can't, I can't attack them. Then backtrack. I, that's what I've been trying to do, and I'm slowly... Or take the peaceful herbivore route. That's what I've been doing, except everybody around me is um, too advanced with their dancing and their singing. Oh, because you've got to make friends with people. Yep. Right. It's been a horrible Catch-22. Horrible. Yeah, well, no, because if you get other people to group with you, then they help you on those. Oh, dude. So you have to go back and get help from the earlier ones. And put them in my pack. Yes. And then they help you with those dance and sing and stuff. I was wondering about the pack, which was never really explained to me. Well... All it said is my brain grew, and now I can have people follow me around. And I'm like, okay. Yes, you want people to follow you around. Okay, how do I get rid of people who are in my pack? I don't remember. It's been like a year and a half. (laughs) More than that. When did Spore come out? Because that's how long it's been. Are you Googling it right now? Yes. 2008. Oh, you beat me. Oh. Yeah, well, because I w- looked up Spore on Wikipedia, and that's not exactly what I wanted. No. Ah, no. Okay. 2008. So it's been about three years, four yep. years since I played that game. I should install that game. <laughs> I wonder if I can download it from EA. Oh, well. It's not multiplayer anyway, so it doesn't nope. matter. Yep. It was fun. You know what's fun right? also is the Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Oh. Yep. I haven't finished Brotherhood, so I don't want to start Revelations. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to finish Brotherhood first. Right, now shush. Okay. 
Multiplayer has nothing to do with Brotherhood, though. It's still fun. I know, I know. Uh, Blade Runner, huh? Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah. Cool. Both the theatrical and director's cut, or final cut, or whatever Friggin it's called. Hair. Well, there's like six cuts. There's the director, the final, the... Yeah. Theatrical and directors, and final. God. Each of which adds another, like, ten frames of footage. Maybe that's what they're going to do with uh, Inception eventually, is like they'll add an extra five frames at the end of the top where maybe it'll fall over, but you really can't tell. No, Inception, the story ends with him not caring if it's spinning or not. Yeah, but it also ends with you not knowing whether it's spinning or not. And it doesn't matter. That's the point of that ending is it doesn't matter if the top is spinning or not. He finally gets a chance to see his kids. He doesn't care if it's real or not. Right, but I think it's the same lines as the ending of Blade Runner, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen Blade Runner. Well, Blade Runner's got this kind of surprise ending of, like, is he a replicant? Is he not? I just shush. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I, but I know that much about the story. (laughs) It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. You know there's going to be a twist at there some point. No, that's why it's important, Andy. (laughs) Successful troll is successful. (laughs) God damn you. Oh, angry. And I'm just, ah, whatever. Rawr. So, where do you want to start topic-wise? Oh, let's go to where we get a good portion of our news first, which would be Kotaku. Oh, and, and the their Kotaku. recent decision. Not the one where their um, editor left. For I wonder if this is a direct result of that change. It seems like it would be really fast. That does, yeah, because he left. Last week. Yeah. And now, next week, introducing Kotaku Core for readers who only want to know about video games. Kotaku is primarily a game news site, but they also focus on the culture that interacts and surrounds with games. Things like cosplay and uh, politics. And one of the comments, not one of the, many of the comments in the articles where they do this is, why are you talking about this here game site? So Kotaku decided to branch off. It's not really even branched off. It's that they've added a tag to all of their game stories. And the tag is just there to say, like, this is about games. This is the the core, if you will, of what we're about. I find it so funny. I'm just waiting for, like, all of Gawker Media to do this. Gizmodo core. God, half the stuff on Deadspin would just disappear then. (laughs) Jalopnik core. I almost actually posted a story from Jalopnik because one of the teams at a uh, one of the 24-hour races posted on Facebook, hey, anybody have an idea where this certain relay is in the car? And I guess like one of the Audi engineers was just following the race on Facebook. <laughs> and responded? Yeah, responded with exactly where to look for the certain relay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you don't need no Chilton manual or anything, no technical. <laughs> you just need Facebook now. Yeah. Just put it on Facebook if you got enough followers, somebody's going to... Uh... Yep. Well, I mean, that, that actually does kind of harken back a little bit. I was reading the Walter Isaacson, Steve Jobs biography, and one of the things that Jobs was kind of known for when he was young was just, since there were no unlisted numbers, he would call people and just ask them questions and ask for stuff. <laughs> It's like he'd look up one, you know, I don't remember whether it was Hewlett or Packard, but he looked them up and just called them. I was like, I want to do this. Can you help out? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Unlisted numbers was, I think that was like the worst decision made by the phone company to allow unlisted numbers. So not only did, um, so Penny Arcade... Made fun of this. Yeah. What did they say to make fun of it? Basically, like, really, you're going to try and split your audience even further? I mean, it's not splitting the audience. All it is is another tag. It's exactly the same as, like, the Gizmodo NSFW tag. 
I, I have no idea what the NFs... Not safe for work. Ah, you see, when you say it out loud, then it's... N-S-F-W. Yeah, there we go. Way to go, Andy. Anyways, so, I mean, Gizmodo has a tag for that. They also have a tag if you want to just know about Apple News. So you're saying this is not really any different from what they've been doing? No. The only difference is in the way that they announced it. It's not a separate website. They're all going to the same place. Have you clicked on any of the Kotaku cores? Um, no. All right, in the article, you see it says kotaku.com slash kotaku core. Yes. That's their tagging system. The slash whatever is their tag. You could probably go to kotaku.com slash PS3. Yep. Hey, look, I got stuff tagged with PS3. I'm looking at most of these articles, and I'm like, it's not really too much different from their actual just regular feed. Right. You lose, like, the cosplay stuff. Yeah. That's mostly And, uh, let's see, bang your head to this metal cover of Dragonborn Comes, Money Saver. Yeah. So, so you lose a couple articles. Not they're, they're not, yeah. I just found it funny that Kotaku responded to Penny Arcade's response to that. Did they? Because Penny Arcade was like, well, also, there's, you know, the horrible comments on Kotaku. And Kotaku's like, our commenters aren't horrible. Well, (laughs) some of them are, but most of them aren't. (laughs) Some of them are okay, I swear. What they're actually blaming it on is their site redesign, because they don't just list all the comments chronological now. They have featured comments if you don't have a Kotaku account. So the featured comments are the ones that have the most responses, which most of the time are just people. Are the flames. Yeah. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> but it's... I'm sorry, but I know this sounds a little harsh, but I don't care what most people think. That doesn't sound harsh, Andy. That sounds realistic. Because it's like... That sounds healthy, actually. I used to be a Slashdot reader for a long time, but my Slashdot number, I think, is like six digits or something like that. Because I never thought of any reason to sign up for Slashdot other than signing up to go to their 10-year party. Because it's like, okay, Slashdot's a news source. It's like... Yeah, I, I don't have a membership to the Wall Street Journal or to New York Times. I read it. I actually have now a membership to the New York Times, but that's for their crosswords. No, you have a subscription to the New York Times. Yes, for their crosswords. For their crosswords, not a membership. No. You're not contributing to it. No, I'm not commenting on the stories. Right. But that, that doesn't sound harsh that I'm like, who, no. who cares what Joe Bob has to say? Now, our listeners, I am really interested in what our listeners have to say, though. <laughs> A little bit of a, uh, a 360 there, Andy. Well, no, I am very curious because I am doing this partially for myself, but also partially for the listeners. So if the listeners like something, don't like something, then let me know. So now I can see from the other side of the perspective of a content creator figuring out what the people think about what you're doing. It's nice. Yeah. But you can't. So on the one hand, you're saying that as a, as a content consumer, a consumer, you don't care what other people have no, to say. No. But as a content creator, I care deeply what our listeners have to say. I see. It's many different hats, which is actually the... You and your hats. <laughs> Did you see how that's my motto for Xbox Live, a man of many hats? Stop with the hats. I like hats. What is with the hats? I don't know. I like wearing hats. I, I'd seem weird not having a hat on, except when I'm home. Then it seems weird to have a hat. Well, most of the time, wearing a hat. So do you, I, I can get you a hat. Would you like a hat? Oh, God, I've got so many hats already. There are hats that I haven't worn in years. I, I can get you another hat. No, no, I'm good. Okay, because if you need another hat. I don't need another hat. I just like wearing hats, and I have many hats already. Do you have your hats on a cycle? I remember at one point on the show you mentioned that your shirts were on a cycle. Yes, my shirts are still on a cycle. Do you put your hats on a cycle? 
No, but I have hats for different seasons. Like during the fall and winter, I wear my newsboy hat. But during the summer, I'm most of a Tigers baseball cap. Except right now, when it's you know like six inches of snow. Side note: How much snow do you have right now? We got about four inches, I think. Okay. It snowed for about two days straight. Yeah, that's what it did here. So I mean, the the problem is here we have a lot more wind, like a lot more wind. So the the drifts are a little worse. Ah. They get to be like a couple feet. Gotcha. Ours is just snow everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's really amusing because you'll look out, and if you look in one direction, you can see the grass, and in the other direction, you see a foot of snow. But um, especially at this point in the winter, I've got a nice wool knit hat that Kate knit for me that I wear. So cool. I don't, ha- I don't, I don't like rotate through them on a daily basis, but there are seasons, which for fashion, that's always true. So what were we talking about before I got off on hats? Ah, uh, Kotaku core. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to pay that much attention to it. I hate. I mean, I'm going to watch Kotaku as I typically do yeah. and not focus on the core. I think it's just... It's there to make some people... Like, it, it, I could see this being a business meeting of like, okay, we've got these people who are really pissed off. What can we do to shut them up? Well, we can just direct them only to the stories that they're going to care about. We have a tag system to do that, though. Yeah, so let's just use that. Okay. What are we going to call it? I don't know. Core is a nice word. All right. Sounds good. Make it so. <laughs> Make it so. Number one. Well, instead of um, cutting things down, how about expanding things with Google search results? Have you noticed a difference in your Google search results? I have not because most of the time, I, like I said, I don't do Google+. Plus. Most of the time, I don't like actually use Google per se. Like, if I'm searching for information, it's not Google that I'm searching with anymore. Okay, now when I finally um, searched for Mo Flacky, there oh, are... Oh, yeah, gee, I wonder yeah. what's going to come up, Andy. <laughs> now those are definitely personalized results. Right. They're, yeah, it's many different from... Um, Google's going to do what it's going to do, and nothing we say or do is going to change it. Yeah. Oh. But I really have no issue with what they're doing. Oh, that's funny. What? Um, I'm looking at... Remember when we got all the, the Penny Arcade people together for Civ 4 game? Yeah. A couple of years ago? Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah. There's the game results for it. Oh, Civ stats. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> oh. May 18th, 2008. Mo Fwacky eliminated. That was it. It was okay. Mo got eliminated. And we're done. No, because he got eliminated in March. The game continued until May. Okay, so for those who don't know what's going on, it's the fact that Google basically decided to create what they call search plus your world. So your search results will basically uh, display anything to people who are on your Google Plus list is or circles. I'm sorry, it's not a list anymore. It's circles. You, so, you can do this, Andy. Spit it out. It's okay. If you're trying to search for a specific person, if they're on your Google Plus, if they're in one of your Google Plus circles, that person will show up rather than, you know, the generic Tom Smith. Your specific Tom Smith will show up and all of his things related to him. Like when I searched for Mo, I've got images by Mo, Mo's Twitter, Mo's um, Google Plus, stories by him. Oh, cool. So when I actually search for David Pillay, I no longer get the ophthalmologist in Atlanta, at least not right away. <laughs> I search for Anthony Lowe, and I get the other Anthony Lowe. <laughs> I signed up for those who want to know the other Anthony Lowe is um, somewhere in Singapore, I do believe. Wow. So Okay, so Google is doing what Google does. Yeah. 
Twitter was not happy about it. Because it removes the tweets? Yeah. Oh, darn. Yeah. But that, I'm sorry, but Twitter searches and Google searches, two very different things. Yeah. If I want to know what the hell is going on right now, like breaking news, I search Twitter. If there's a Kate calls me up and like says ninety four is at a standstill, is there anything going on about it? You go I, and look at Twitter. I look at Twitter because I got, I'm following all of the local TV and radio stations, most of which put breaking traffic reports on their Twitter feed. That's clever. I know. So I just I search that and then I go, oh okay, so this is what's going on. Right. But Google is when I search for things that I have been around a while, like uh, I don't know, spore. <laughs> I search for Spore on Google. Not, not on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah, two very different purposes. Now, the, the difficulty lies in that you have to use one to search the other. <laughs> I mean, you do. You use Google to search through Twitter because Twitter's built-in search is crap. Yeah, pretty much. Huh, I'm not even signed into Twitter right now. That's a little odd. So, yeah. What else we got, Andy? Um, oh, so here, here's one that might take us a little bit of time, depending on how creative we're both feeling. Okay. The Capcom bar. The, oh, here we go at the bottom. All right. Capcom has opened a bar. <laughs> and they are serving kind of themed food after various Capcom games, some of which make perfect sense, some of which not quite so much. The Resident Evil brain cake dessert makes a lot of sense. So my thought is, what other companies could open a bar, and what foods would they have? It's like the obvious. If Nintendo opened a bar, there'd have to be a mushroom dish with Mario. Luigi's Linguini. Awesome. They're, you know, Italian. That works. Let's see. What other Nintendo things? Oh, um... Yoshi scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh... Or would that be bad? I don't know. <laughs> if they're green, that would be very bad. There's a little food coloring. Um, hmm, let's see what else do we got here. And, uh, Nintendo's got Pokemon. Donkey Kong monkey brains? I don't know why I'm on such a morbid street. I, I guess like a Donkey Kong banana split would be better. Yes, there you okay. go. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, poke, you could do a bunch of stuff with Pokemons. Like what? Pokemon snowballs in the shape of Pokeballs. And they'd be balls of rice? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. What? So there is a, a Japanese dish called onigiri. Which is? A rice ball with a little bit of meat stuffed inside. <laughs> Pokeball onigiri. Oh, that would be so terrible. That would be awful. Something, uh, let's see, there'd be Metroid. Metroid meatballs. Metroid jellyfish. Metroid jellyfish, yeah, that would also work. I don't know if you eat jellyfish. You can eat jellyfish. Can you? I mean, what is there to eat? It's basically a film. I guess you could make soup out of it. Jellyfish recipe. Let's see what we got. Soup. Jellyfish can be prepared and cooked in many different ways with my different flavors and textures. Soup. <laughs> Sesame jellyfish, jellyfish sushi, jellyfish burgers, jellyfish stew, dry How jellyfish. Can you, where is there meat on a jellyfish to make a burger? I wonder what it tastes like. Not You'll that I ever want to find out. 125 grams of ready jellyfish. You'll need 500 gg of potatoes. I don't know what gg is. Probably just a mistype. Butter, salt, and pepper. Okay, we need to... Uh, what other company then... Okay, so let's think of Microsoft. Microsoft opening a bar. Yeah. <laughs> the start bar, quick launch bar. <laughs> quick launch bar. So you have the like Microsoft Office sandwich, which is just a PB and J. I mean, what? Uh, well, I was uh, thinking games. Let's see, Microsoft Games. I mean, well, but I mean, like, even Microsoft Games, they were the publisher for other companies. Yeah. You know, it's like, that, that wouldn't work. Well,. I mean, Microsoft did do some games. Microsoft Flight Sim. So what, you get a bag of airplane peanuts? 
And an extremely small can of Coke or liquor. What do you mean a small can of Coke? I always get a full can when I fly. I keep on forgetting to ask them for a can. Yeah, you specify a can of Coke. That's assuming you're flying Delta. Yes. Most of the other airlines have Pepsi. And then you go for a can of Mountain Dew. Ugh. Yes, I know we've gone over this whole Mountain Dew thing before. I know. Um, yeah, flight simulator wouldn't work well. No. Um, are you la- are you able to cook hedgehog? You know, I was wondering about that. I'm sure somehow you can. <laughs> you just got to remove all the quills. Right. Maybe you can soften them up. Uh, I don't know. It's hard coming up with restaurant ideas for something like this. I uh, still like our, our Thanksgiving idea, though. Yeah, the internet meme cafe. Yeah, the meme cafe. The meme, I don't know what we were going to call it, but with the uh, Rick Rolls. You can have cheeseburger? Yep. <laughs> you can have cheeseburgers. Uh, but does yeah, really Cap- Cap- Capcom really need, are they that desperate at the moment they need to branch out to a bar? Oh, no, not the, the bar is entirely promotional. It's not that like, hey, we're desperate, we're jumping ship from the games industry to a bar. It's, hey, we've got so much extra cash around, think about the publicity we could get from doing events at this restaurant. And they could also host their own private events there, too. Right. Because I remember that's most of the parties that I went to at PAX were somehow related to Capcom. Yeah. God, they, they had have, so many. They have so much money. Now the question, though, becomes, are they going to have any sort of arcade cabinet in this bar? That would be really funny. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm also noticing a distinct lack of Mega Man on this menu. What are you going to give everybody? Big yellow pellets? Uh huh. Mega Man energy drink. Something like that. Mm. Holy shit. Andy. <laughs> Those e-canisters? You'd have to somehow get licensing from Capcom. Oh my god. <laughs> Those would fly off the shelves at gaming conventions. I don't know. Balls normally is. Yeah, but if you could get the two of them to work together. If the e-canisters were just balls. And special limited edition canisters? Oh my god, Andy, they disappear. You just make a limited edition, and most likely it's going to disappear. Fifteen bucks a bottle. <laughs> They'd fly off the... Because I'm thinking about this, and I would spend fifteen bucks for that. The question is now, would you buy two, though, so you could drink one and keep another one just as... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe two for fifteen? Ten bucks each, two for fifteen? Yeah. My god. <laughs> I need to get on the phone with a Capcom PR and balls. Do I still have that business card lying around or no? I don't know. I could just go to the PR website. Uh, I won't. Also true. God, can you imagine how quickly those would sell in Japan? Oh, geez. Probably sell more than the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> That's mean. Bad Andy. So speaking of dining and bars and restaurants and stuff, yeah. you have not heard of the phone stacking game? I have not heard of the phone stacking game, no. So very simple rules. The game starts after everybody has ordered, and then everybody places their phone on the table face down. Most of the time they call it the phone stacking game because they place them in a stack. Yeah. And the first person to flip over their phone loses the game and has to pay for everybody's bill. Ouch. Now, when you do this, I mean, are are there, can you try and, like, psych them out? Well, you can't touch or, or mess with anybody else's phone. And okay. You don't have to stack them, per se. You could just leave them on the table face down, but the first person to look at them. And it's, it, I, I do notice, though, it's the first person who flips over their phone. Yeah. So you can pick up your phone. You can do whatever you want to your phone as long as you don't flip it over. 
So are you going to try and hold your phone upside down on your plate to try and catch a reflection of what's going on with your phone? Well, no, I was thinking of people who don't have touch screens are at an advantage because they could actually use the tactile feedback and still send messages. I'm sorry. Other than, you know, a life and death situation, you can stay away from your phone for... Yeah, but what if it's calling? Let it go to voicemail. What if it is a life and death situation? Hmm. That is a tough one. I'm not sure on that point. Because mm-hmm. you won't know it's a life and death situation unless you look at it. Right. But I'm doing enough to say that the life and death situation probably is not going to happen on a random... Well, it could happen. Odds are it's going to happen on a random Tuesday afternoon. Right. Well, maybe not Tuesday. In fact, the odds would be against it happening on a random Tuesday because it's one day out of seven. But you can't plan for life and death situations. Right. If you could, they generally wouldn't be life or death. Yeah. So now this would be a case where having unique ringtones would be a distinct advantage. Yes. Because you could be like, aha, I know who that is, and chances are I really don't need to pay attention to it right now. Yes. Or, oh shit, that's my grandfather, like that's my mom who is my with my grandfather in the hospital. I really got to take that. Yeah. There probably, you could, all right, so it says that there's a variation to feel free to invoke penalties slash strike systems. Okay, so you could put it as basically like a three strikes rule where you can glance at your phone to see who's calling three times. Because if the same person and calls you three times, then that probably means it's a life and death situation. No, it means they just want to talk to you. Really? You've had somebody call you three times in a row? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a little sad. Of just like, you know, you, you look at it, you say like, no, not right now. Press a button so it sends to voicemail. Yeah, and then they'll call you back. And then three other- seconds later, they call back. And you're like, no, go away. And then they call back. And yeah, it's, it's happened. Oh. And it's just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, you didn't get the hint. <laughs> Like, it's going good. I can't talk right now, though. I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, sure, whatever. Bye. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Three times you called. Why? <laughs> Who's dying? My grandfather. Oh, fuck. But I found it as an interesting idea. This was actually a verbal suggestion by Kate for the show. So we had talked okay. about how people should suggest topics. I am not going to participate in this <laughs> ever. No? No. But you could unless, have a chance of winning. Unless, wait, I, unless I turn off my phone beforehand. So you don't want to play for a chance of winning because you know you might lose? Yes. <laughs> the only way to win is to not play the game? Right. God. Thank you, Whopper. <laughs> How philosophical that movie was. It was an amazing movie. And I can't believe they're remaking it. What? Remember we talked about this. They're remaking war games? I don't remember that, no. I know they made a sequel to it. Yeah, that the Dead Code back in 2008, but they're making another one. Oh, I forgot about that. We talked about that? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Noah Oppenheim is going to be writing for it. I do not know who that is. Um, he's a, None of his movies have come out yet that he's written scripts for. Okay. The Maze Runner comes out in 2013, and The Secret Life of Houdini comes out in 2014. Okay. <laughs> So, phone stacking game. Yeah, I have no problem playing. What happens if no one turns it over? Um, then you all just pay for your own bill. Everyone so, is declared a winner and pays for their own meal. So it's not really... So if everyone wins, you might as well have not played the game. Yes. There is no reward for winning. There is only a penalty for losing. Yes. Why would I play that? Because... <laughs> You have a chance of getting a free meal? Only if I believe that my friends are more compulsive than I am. Are they? Not usually. <laughs> Certainly not if money is at stake. True. Why would I ever play this? I don't know. Teach yourself not to pay attention to your phone during meals? Hmm. Am I that boring? That you yes. Know? Okay. Yes. So, yes. Uh, next week, 
on Wednesday, January 18th, there's going to be a hearing for SOPA. Okay. And uh, a couple of different sites are actually going to go black on January 18th. Black as in? As in? Um, shut down? Yeah. Like 404 error? Well, Reddit is going to shut down and basically just have a live stream of the SOPA... Hearing? Yeah, the SOPA PIP hearing and a link to what you could do to protect against SOPA. Uh, Minecraft is going to shut down. I'm not sure what exactly what they're doing, but I know Minecraft is shutting down. There's a couple of other MMOs that are shutting down as well on the 18th. Wow. In protest for SOPA, or in protest against SOPA. In protest of SOPA, yeah. I, I think is what you're looking for. But, wow, that's impressive. So, uh, if on Wednesday you go to some of your favorite sites and they're not there, they probably decided to join in and shut themselves down. That's impressive. The good news is, though, now, um, currently, this is, I think this only came out within the last couple of hours, but uh, I think they're removing some of the DNS rules from SOPA or PIPA. I can't remember which one they're removing the DNS rules from. So SOPA is not as bad as what it, it could It had be. been. Yeah, it, it's not as but bad as it still... was, but it's still bad. Yeah. Oh, so GoDaddy lost an estimated 37,000 domains. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow. 37,000 domains. Wow. God, do you know how much money that is? What, nine bucks a year? Oh, between seven and 11, but yeah. Okay, we'll so just call it we'll nine. Just, yeah, nine. So 37 times nine. So It's just under $340,000. Not too bad. Well, it's GoDaddy, so. I mean, you know, they, they got a ton more, but even so, that's still a lot. Oh, also speaking of SOPA, Lamar Smith, Republican from Texas, Actually, was not not anymore. Let's just say this: they've already fixed the situation. But at the time that I posted that, um, Lamar Smith's website actually had copyright infringement on it. Really? Because it had used a background image of a stock photo of a colorful woodland scene created by a photographer named DJ Schultz. And according to Schultz, the image was Creative Commons photo that could be used by Schulte. Schulte. Sure. You'll actually pronounce the e. I won't. Yeah. Um. So it was Creative Commons. But they had to credit him by name, which. And they didn't. The website did not. Oops. So now at the moment, the website no longer has the photo online. <laughs> but by SOPA. If, yeah, if SOPA had been passed, then Lamar Smith could have had his website taken down because of SOPA. Now, was this his, like, personal site, or was this his... Like official government little corner of the internet site. It was. It's not his official .gov website, but it is TexansForLamarSmith.com. So his campaigning website. Wow. Well, smooth move, Lamar. Okay, so side note: when I think of Lamar, I think of Lavar Burton. Yeah, I know. Reading Rainbow. Yeah. And, you know, Star Trek, that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, is this no PS4 at E3? It sounds pretty self-explanatory, but if you'd like to expand on that, Andy? Sony at CES was asked, hey, what's up? <laughs> now, except that Sony at CES is going to be Sony Electronics, not necessarily Sony Entertainment. Actually, it's Sony Commuter Consumer Products. Oh. So they asked the high-up guy. So yeah. above Sony Electronics and the Sony PlayStation groups. So they asked the oh. head guy. Is there a PS4 at E3 this year? Yeah, like they asked him um, basically what the plan is. And they said they are not talking about a new home console now. And they don't plan to do so at E3. All right. And they pr always said that the PS3 had a 10-year life cycle, and they don't yeah, but have any reason to rush to replace it with a new system. 10 years is, is coming up, isn't it? It was out in 2005? I don't know. I never got a PS3. How am I supposed to know? Yes, you did. 
I bought a PS3 for like a weekend. No, you bought it for almost a month <laughs> and then returned it. 2006. So, okay, so we're halfway through. Yeah. What's really funny is the PS2 is still like decently... Going strong. Yeah. It's, it's still selling strong. And that came out in, what, 2000? Somewhere around there. I'm not going to look it up. So no PS4, but we'll maybe see the new Xbox. PS2 is now the best-selling console of all time, having reached over 150 million units. Yeah, but that's because the people are buying them again. Oh no, my PS2 broke. What am I going to do with my entire library of games? Well, it cost me 150 to get it repaired, or $99 to get a brand new one. Yeah. Mm. And get it now in the new, even slimmer, right. slimline case. It's like the size of a CD case now. <laughs> yeah, that was back in 2000, so PS2 Which is at the end of it. really its- makes you wonder why they couldn't just stick a PS2 motherboard in a PS3 and have backwards compatibility. I don't know. Goddamn face engine thing. Emotion, that's what it was. It was the emotion engine. God, it's so tiny now compared to the original. I still have my original. I still have my original, too. I have my original with my PlayStation um, internet access. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, we need to get started on that uh, the NCAAF 2011, well, or 2010. Now that I'm done with Assassin's Creed, basically, I can start working on that. Because we were going to set up a, a, whatever it's called. An online... Dynasty. Yes. Yes. Well, now that I'm done with Batman and Assassin's Creed, I can move on. Okay. If anyone would like to join us in playing NCAA 10 online dynasty you are more than welcome to wonder how much it is currently at it's like 10 bucks games stop ncaa 10 no it's 12 ncaa football 10 at gamestop is currently listed at ten dollars ten dollars hey ncaa football 11 is at 25 right now yep yet Mad- so Madden we 10 talked is at only at five we talked last week about the Interplay and Bethesda lawsuit yes. regarding the Fallout license. And it was settled out of court, and we didn't know at the time what the settlement was. Well, now we do. Yes. So the um, settlement says that the licenses granted to Interplay to develop a Fallout MMO is now null and void. So all the rights so, first granted to Interplay now revert back to Bethesda. Bethesda. So I, I really dislike how most of the articles I saw is like, Fallout MMO is dead. It's not. There's nothing in the settlement that says Bethesda cannot go now and create their own MMO. Yeah, I. It, it, there's nothing in there. It says, okay, Bethesda's got the rules again. Now the question becomes... Bethesda, yeah, Bethesda now has the rights. The question now becomes, though, would you actually want an MMO created by Bethesda? I don't know, but I would like a Fallout MMO. <laughs> I think the Wasteland is an incredibly rich environment for an MMO. Especially all the random encounters could actually be, you know, random encounters with other people. Right. Questing into vaults. I mean... I mean, this is... So far, the entire series has been set in the U.S. There's a whole rest of the world to talk about. Yeah. Especially the different sides, like between China and the U.S., what was going on there. Yeah. You can get a little bit more of the history down. Why was there a war? You could even do a prequel of the war. Yeah. So just to let you know, Interplay did not get out of this. Scot-free. Well, no, they didn't get. Bethesda didn't get basically out of this scot-free. They had to keep the rights to Fallout Tactics, Fallout, and Fallout 2 to Interplay through December 2013, which if you go to Target, you can get all three of those games, I think, for about 20 bucks. After 2013, December. So 2014, all the rights for those go back to Bethesda, which I don't know, at this point doesn't really matter matter but right. um bethesda also had to play pay interplay two million dollars as a consideration for the settlement so basically bethesda bought back the mmo rights yes and the rest of the rights effective 2014 which is kind of funny because they originally bought the rights for fallout for about five million dollars from interplay back in what 2002 or 2009 don't know 
don't know. Way back when this all know. started, they they bought the rights for five million. So now basically they bought everything for seven million. And Interplay yep. itself is just continuing its downward spiral into oblivion. Yep. <sighs> this is what happens when the people <laughs> who you get to run your company also basically ran a previous company into the ground. But hey, Interplay there are CEO, uh, no um, Interplay is run by the guys who I think ran Titus Software or something like that. I do not know who that is. Yeah, it's another company that basically fell into oblivion yeah. okay god damn i need to not go to goodoldgames.com <laughs> too many good games Let's see if there's any games on here that... on good old games there's the fallout series well no no i'm seeing games published by titus software if there's anything oh. that you would recognize oh they created the superman game for the n64 oh oh <laughs> Ooh. So, <laughs> Carmageddon 64. Moving on. There was a Blues Brothers 2000 video game. Andy, moving on. Okay. New Year, mm-hmm. everyone's top 10 lists came out. Yes. And the NPD released their top 10 best-selling games. This week. Which, very surprising. Okay, number one, Call of Duty. That's not surprising. Number two, Battlefield 3? No. Number two, Just Dance 3. What? Yep. Out of, Just Dance 3 came out, what, like November, December, something like that? And it made number two on the top for the whole year? That's a little crazy. <laughs> but this probably, okay, so it came out around holiday time. Everybody's getting an Xbox with a Kinect. What do you, hey, let's get Just Dance 3. It's the new dancing game that, according to Ubisoft, people play for about 58 minutes at a time. I don't know if I could do that. 58 minutes at a time? Yes. According to Ubisoft's press release, which was in an email, so I wasn't able to really post it. I'm like, 58 minutes of dance? Jesus. That's a lot of dance. That is a lot of dance. <laughs> and just dance. Nothing wow. but the dance for almost an hour. I mean, I, I guess if I think back, I used to do DDR for at least that long. But that's an average of 58 minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you know what? No, no, I got it. Party modes? Party modes. Yeah, just People switching out. Yep, just playing it at a party. That's what it is. It's not one person no. for 58 minutes. Just, hey, <sighs> look at this. We got the new Xbox, and here's Just Dance. Here's a party. We're doing it. We're playing yep. it. Let's see. Number three was uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Number four was Battlefield 3. Number five was Madden NFL 12. Number six, Call of Duty Black Ops. Number seven, Batman Arkham City. Number eight, Gears of War 3. Number nine, Just Dance 2. And number ten, Assassin's Creed Revelations. So I've played two of the games out of the top ten. You've played two more than I have. <laughs> Clearly, my taste does not follow the generic trend. No. Well, think about it. It was like 2011, the top game was one of Halo, probably. I don't remember. It was a year ago. (laughs) Why would I remember a year ago? I don't know. I don't remember the last week. Exactly. (laughs) So CES happened this week. Woo! 3D TVs? Not really. Most of it actually was tablets this year. Tablets! Lots of Android. Lots of Android and um, RIM trying its basically last-ditch attempt at another thing (laughs) to keep their company alive. We're still relevant, we swear! Uh, let's see, Google released their app guidelines. For uh, Android? Yeah, so it, this is a list of things that you should have for your app and ways to organize your app to make it flow better. They're not requirements, but they are recommendations. Don't let the thing crash? Well, no, just uh, more things like the, how the GUI should be laid out. Ah, all I have to do is say is the GUI for my uh, running app is pretty basic because I don't want to look at my phone while I'm doing it. It's a button. Yeah, it's literally just a button that takes up the whole screen. It's a button. <laughs> Start. 
And then every mile, I just tap my phone because I don't have to worry about it because it's the whole screen. So I just tap the screen. It vibrates once to tell me that it's been sent, and then I know. Well done. It's a blind GUI is what it is. Yep. Speaking of blind, this is, I didn't post this, but I, I thought this was actually kind of cool. There is a blind WoW player. Really? Yeah. He is a veteran of the, I think it was of Iraq, the more recent Iraq. Okay. Uh, and in IED, kind of screwed him up. Okay. And so he, he actually had to lose his eyes. Ooh. He was part of a guild. The guild didn't let him quit. <laughs> well, props to them. So they're on Mumble, which is an equivalent of Vent, except it's open source. And they, they've set up a whole bunch of macros for him. And they, like, he plays the game through audio cues and the macros. <laughs> so he will be playing with the guild and they will be raiding and you'll hear commands being shouted over mumble. And it, it's really impressive. He's playing top level WoW blind. Yeah, because you, really, you don't have to see the keyboard. No. And I mean, really, if you're, I mean, you could turn the graphics down all the way and it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. I'm guessing he's not a hunter, though, because there are some things in there that are range-specific. Well, he's—I actually don't know what he plays, but he—most of the macros involve following a teammate, and that teammate is a Death Knight, so I assume he's a melee class. Let's see what the joystick article says for him. Well, Andy looks that up. On Live, our favorite gaming streaming service— is moving beyond just games. They took a look and they said, well, we're running Windows on our servers so that we can stream this information out anyways. What else can we stream? Oh, Windows. <laughs> on Live now has on the iPad, and it will be, in theory, coming soon to the on Live console, streaming Windows, including Microsoft Office. Wait, streaming Microsoft Office? Aren't they already doing that? Not to the iPad. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was really cool, and OnLive is is really making great strides in their field. Oh, man. What is he? He's a shaman. Okay. Yeah, enhancement shaman. Right. I remember that now. There we go. So it's melee. Which, that doesn't matter because melee basically follows the guy. Mm Mm-hmm. So speaking of streaming, one of the actual announcements that come out of CES that I actually cared about is the fact that OnLive is going to come to Google TV. Okay. So. So not only on the iPad, not only on the console, but now on Google TV as well. Yes. Cool. OnLive is doing very well. Mm Mm-hmm. Granted, it's on Google TV, and Google TV got shut out by everybody. Oh, but they haven't given up yet. No. Google's got enough money. They can can actually fight the telecoms. Right. Normally, it's like, oh, God, I don't have the telecoms deep pockets. (laughs) We're screwed. Bad people are bad everywhere. Yeah. PopCap did a survey. Yes. Wait, PopCap did a survey? Yeah. Okay. Along with Information Solutions Group, so most likely PopCap just... Commissioned the survey. Yeah. Found that 48% of players who admit to using a hack, bot, or cheat in a social game also admit to cheating in some other way in real life, i.e. Well, yeah, I mean, cheating at tests, illegally parking in handicapped spaces... Cheating, cheating is on cheating. A, cheating on a partner. Okay. That's why I are, said, yeah. Are you like, surprised? Not, not really. That's why I said bad people are bad people everywhere. Yeah, cheating is cheating. <laughs> it's a, a disregard for the rules. So are loopholes. Although, I, yeah, see, I, I'm thinking <laughs> oh. about that now because it, is a loophole a disregard for the rule or an admittance that the rule is not complete? <sighs> Finding a loophole? I mean, I'll admit right now, Andy, I cheated in high school. <laughs> oh. Oh, whatever. Everyone in my Spanish 3 class cheated. <laughs> Everyone. It was terrible. I felt so bad. 
All I can say is I got calculators banned from my Algebra 2 class. <laughs> I got calculators banned. From an Algebra class. From an Algebra class. What did you do? I wrote a program that not only would solve the algebraic equations for me, but, but tell me... Walk what you to, through step yeah, by step? Walk me through step by step so I knew exactly what to write down to look like See, I was doing it myself. My... It, to me, if you wrote that program, you understand it enough that you pass the test. That's fine if you wrote the program. If you got the program from someone else, then fuck it, no. Yeah, I wrote it and then showed it to her, and she's like, oh. And then assumed that I was going to give it to everybody else, which, pff, if what's the line from The Incredibles? If everybody's special, then no one is? I don't know. From Syndrome? I've only seen the movie once. Oh, I like it. Granted, yeah. I have a thing for animated movies, so. No, you have a thing for Pixar. No. I went to go see Tintin yesterday. Not yesterday, two days ago. How was I was it? I liked it. It was like Indiana Jones, but it had more of the childish atmosphere. But with, without Harrison Ford. Yeah. But still, okay. it was the worldly adventures, but it was still just kooky and campy the entire time. Okay. Which, for a kid's movie, should be very campy. Right. Like, th there was one guy getting killed in the show, in the movie, but A, you didn't see him die, and B, there was no blood, so. Okay. Um, anything else that we have to hit? Clear Channel is rebranding? Yeah, Clear Channel Radio is dropping the radio from their name. So now it's just Clear Channel? No, no, it's Clear Channel Media and Entertainment. Oh. So they aren't dropping radio, they're changing radio. Yeah, but they're basically a radio station. They're the largest radio station in the U.S. Yep. I think, what, 850 now? God, 850 radio stations. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of radio. Yeah, and they're dropping radio from their name. Okay, get with the times, man. D&D <laughs> &D 5 is going to be coming out. And in they, theory. Well, they want D&D players to basically crowdsource the rules. You can sign up to beta test for Grand... Or not Grand Theft Auto. Dungeons and Dragons. Why did <laughs> wow, I say Grand Theft Auto? That was a... I don't know. Because maybe you're thinking of Grand Theft Auto 5 coming out sometime ah, soon. Ah, there you go. So D&D 5, they announced that it's going to be the first major overhaul since 2008, I think it was D&D yep. 4. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So we're going to them asking about their online thing going, but does it have to be online? Yeah. Yes, yes it does. But why? Because we have... Because we want money. <laughs> Ugh. So, for our tabletop players there, if you really want to, they have on the Wizards of the Coast website. I'm excited to see D&D &D 5. I thought 4th edition was very nice. It was very, very combat-oriented. I'm curious what to see will come of 5. Especially now that they are letting the players have more of a hands-on. Yeah, that I don't know how to take. That might just be the worst idea I've ever heard. Because the people who are really into D&D &D don't like change. I mean, I remember all the stuff that was going on when 4 came out. Everybody was like, oh my god! No! When 3 came out, people had... It, it's called the version wars for a reason. The loss of Thacko. The loss of what? Thacko. See, this is the, you don't even know what Thacko is. I just play D&D with whatever rules people give me. To hit armor class 0. Thacko. It was the number you had to roll to hit armor class 0. Ah, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, There's an interesting PDF that was actually put on Slashdot, which is why I linked to Slashdot and not the PDF. Yes. me and PDFs don't get along. Right. Um, the, uh, the Center for Automobile Embedded Security or Systems Security posted an interesting paper basically listing all the ways new modern cars can be hacked. There are lots. Yes. Everything from CDs to put into your audio player to iPod ports to cellular attacks through your OnStar. It's ridiculous. Wait, like I could burn a CD that would attack a car? Yes. Why would they do that? I don't know. Some of those are, you know, things where you actually have to break into the car. By the time you break into the car... Yeah, but why would you hook the media player to the car's computer? 
Well, it's all now one big system now. But why? That's the way they're doing it. I don't know. It would make so much more sense to have two computers, one to run the engine and everything car related and one to like provide entertainment. Yes, but then, okay, so you have two computers, which means you double the weight and you double the cost. The weight of a silicon chip? You increase cost and you increase waste, which... No, 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 wait, whoa, hold on. are Are you saying somehow this computer is completely weightlessness? Andy, how much does a CPU weigh? Not that much, but you're... How much does a car weigh? A lot. Well, Are the getting... three grams going to make any difference? It's going to cost more. It's going to weigh more. It's going to take up more space. No, you cannot use way more as... Okay, as... so... It's going to cost more. more, I can almost agree with, because they're putting in the super chip anyways. Do you know what kind of chips you need to run an engine nowadays? It's ridiculous now. Chips that are 25 years old will run an engine perfectly, without a problem. But they've got to run the in-car navigation. They have to run the no, in-dash... in-car navigation? Why... It's the way the things are going. If you are really upset about this, go to Detroit and talk to them right now. The auto show opened this week. No, sorry. It opens on Sunday. Go tomorrow to the auto show and ask them. Right, because I don't have to be back at work on Monday. Well, there you go. However, you don't have to be back at work on Monday. (laughs) So, Andy, what I need you to do, go to Detroit. (laughs) Oh, believe me, I had... Kidnap some engineers. (laughs) Most of the guys on the sales fl- on the floor during the public show are not engineers. No, no, they're all PR people. Yeah, they're all PR people, and so like even asking them, "How come this car doesn't have a spare tire?" <laughs> Having that argument with them. Well, you get a can of fix a flat. Okay, I want a spare tire. <laughs> yeah, I would love a spare tire, please. Even just like you know, a small donut, which is not that big, but no. Yep. Man, here's a can of fix a flat and run flat tires. No. No. No, thank you. I tried to use a can of Fix-A-Flat once, and it did not work. No. Because it had been frozen in my car. (laughs) Funny thing, Fix-A-Flat can freeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's basically just like a foam glue. Yeah, that freezes in the can. Yep, that's why I have a full-size spare in mine. Me too. So Bing tops Yahoo for search results. Good for Bing. Well done. Congratulations. Google is still at, what, 70%, something like that? Yeah, it's it's not even a question. So, ooh, it's a big fight for second place. Good job. Random review. Yes. Sequence. The card game I suck at. No. Although I had an opportunity to play that. But no, not the card game. Not the, I thought it was the card game we had. No, but there is a sequence card game, yes. Okay, that's the game about... I suck at. Okay. You would probably suck at this game, too. Okay, what is this game? This game is if you take the concept of DDR and you put it in an RPG. So you have three kind of playing fields, if you will. So think of three simultaneous DDR games to the same music. But arrows are only going to be falling down on one or two of them at a time. Very rarely are there arrows on all three. One of these fields gives you spellcasting ability. One of these fields is preventing damage. So as the arrows come down, those represent the monster's attacks. And if you miss that arrow, you take damage. And then one of them is for actually casting a spell to damage the monster. Oh, that's... Oh, my goodness. I'm watching a gameplay video of it, and... It's brilliant. And the writing is amazing. For an indie game, the writing is so not tight or crisp, and I mean, the voice acting leaves something to be desired, but the script is hilarious. And the the flavor text on the items are fantastic. So you could switch between doing a sequence for attacking and then just flip back because he's attacking you and you need to heal. Yeah, well, it's not heal. It's actually just prevent damage healing okay. is in your spell casting gotcha but yeah you get the idea so it's like the um 
Now, what was the one that we you got me? No, you convinced me to get on Xbox that had the fireworks. That was like DDR. Boom Boom Rocket. Yes. So yeah. this is like Boom Boom Rocket meets Puzzle Quest. Yes, Got it's it. really good, and it's like the the so the flavor text for the ironic armor is that it should more properly be termed ferric armor, iron armor, ironic. Oh, Wait, are you playing sequence right now? I'm loading it up so that I can look at some of the other item text. <laughs> I suppose I could search online. So you can get this on Xbox Live, or you can get it on Steam. How much is it currently on Steam? It is. I just had Steam open. Store. Sequence. Five bucks. Yeah. And worth it. Totally, totally, totally worth it. But you know, Dave, if I get Sequence, then that'll be put ahead of the line of NCAA football, which I don't even... Where the hell is the box for that? Ah, NCAA football 10 over there. The iridescent battle axe. The only known effeminate battle axe. (laughs) funny obsidian the most evil sounding mineral calendar its days are numbered oh bottomless pit a topless pit would be much sexier (laughs) well okay then i'll have to put the link on that one and not for the card game which i currently had but i'll delete that and then put the actual right yeah because it's not the card game no because i've never played the card game so sequence is seven floors basically seven sets of monsters that you fight each monster is their own song some of the songs are repeated. The The soundtrack is actually pretty decent. But it's Boom Boom Rocket, which is like DDR and Puzzle Quest put together. With an ironic twist. Or a ferric twist, if you will. I'm going to go with ironic. Okay. It's very well designed. I wish the music was a little uh, more varied, I guess. It also gets insanely hard as you go on. Well, of course. Just like DDR. But it also is very tongue-in-cheek. Because uh, at one point they're talking about XP. And they bring up the point of, does it, you know, he's like, well, why would I lose XP on if I do this? I'm like, well, does it make any sense, any less sense than having a single stat that represents your attack power and uh, your general experience that you gain from fighting things? Like, good point. <laughs> so it breaks the fourth wall in being ironic. A little bit. I, it never talks to the player. It's still interaction between the characters, so technically there's no fourth wall broken, but it, it pokes fun at itself. Gotcha. So thumbs so up from Dave on sequence. Yes. Good game. Should we hit the random topic, which I forgot to yes. tell you about ahead of time? Yeah, I was wondering. Um, yeah, random topic rolled ahead of time. If Nintendo designed a new villain around you for an expansion pack for Super Mario Brothers 2. Remember that, Super Mario Brothers 2. All right, wait, hang, hang on. Are we talking about the actual Super Mario Brothers 2 or the released in America Super Mario Brothers 2? What's the difference? Well, the actual one is in America called Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, and it was included in the Super Nintendo one, whereas Super Mario... Mario 2 was actually a game called Doki Doki Panic that had nothing to do with Mario, which is why there's no Bowser and why it's all fantasy and why at the very end it turns out that it was all a dream. <laughs> I knew Super Mario Bros. 2 had something weird about it, but I didn't know it was that complex. Granted, I like the music from Super Mario Bros. 2 the best out of the bunch. Right. So the question is, what would be your special attack? Okay, again, are we <laughs> talking about... Let's just say that... Th- the American Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes. Okay. Because that one has the widest variety for... The one with Birdo. Yeah. And that weird guy on the flying... What would be my attack? I will stay kind of true to the game in the sense that it would have to be something the player can overcome. I would suspend you wherever you are and charge. So, like, pick you up in midair? No, no, no. So, like, you're, you're, you come to me, you start moving, and then the screen flashes, and you're stuck. Oh, and then he'll charge at you. And then he charge like, it's just a flat ground, so I would charge at you, and then you get unstuck. So, if you could time it correctly, you could freeze yourself in the air. Yes. So, I think that's fair. I think, it, you know, the first time you'd be like, what the hell? 
It also would, you know, I'd, I'd want to make it a little more difficult. Things like irregular charge intervals or irregular intervals of casting. But still have you give you a warning of when you're going to cast. Yeah. That would be kind of annoying, though, because it, what happens if it just drops you at the end? So you could be in the middle of the jump and it flashes and you'd be over a pit. <laughs> I like it. You lose all momentum. <laughs> you just stop. I was going to carry the momentum through, but I like yours better. Oh, it's easier just to just reset all momentum. Yeah, just flash, you're stuck there, and then you fall. Yeah. So Okay, so then there'd have to be pits in the ground. Well, of course. Well, there's always pits in the ground in Super Mario Well, I, I was thinking of a flat surface because I'd be doing this charge, but I could just charge over the pits. No, no, no. You, if you charge and you're on the edge of a pit and you're suspended, he'll charge underneath you and then fall into the pit. No, no, no. Well, then how do you kill the monster? There, there's vegetables that you throw at it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you're jumping, he'll hit a wall and deal damage to himself. Or just run himself off a cliff. Sure. But running off a cliff is like, boom, done. This is a boss fight. No, it just said a new villain, not a boss, just a villain. Well, you assume that it's a... I, I assumed it was a boss. <laughs> Well, somebody I don't think thinks highly minions. of himself. I don't think of the minions as villains. Do you, do you really, when you think of a villain, do you think of the minions? No. If he had said a new enemy. Yeah, a new enemy, okay, then. Okay, that so. would have been the minion. I, I'd be okay. I'm thinking of a boss. Okay. Because otherwise, I mean, that would just suck if there were like three of these things on the stage. That would try to time your jump so that you don't get caught by two of them. <laughs> Or that they run into each other. Ooh. Like, that's okay, the way so to take the, each of them out, is to have one of them charge into the other one. Yeah, God, that would be such a pain in the ass. All right, so what about you, Andy? It's been forever since I played Super Mario Bros. 2, but it's got to be something wacky, because all the dream enemies were just weird. So anyways, your... My villain... Your villain, your boss... Yes. Would mimic your actions. Perfectly? Mirror image. So you'd be a clone? Yes, on the opposite side. And so you'd have to somehow work out ways of, like, throwing blocks or vegetables or something of being able to hit them. The, the level would have to be set up in a certain way so you couldn't just, like, you know, stand next to them and throw a vegetable. But if you pick up a vegetable, are they picking up a vegetable as well? They mimic your actions, so they might pick up a vegetable as well. But it, if everything is perfectly mirrored? Yes. You would take damage every time you hurt them? Not if they don't pick up a vegetable at the time. So they may or may not pick up a vegetable. Yeah. If they're hovering above a vegetable and you go to, down to pick up a vegetable, they will also pick up one. But the vegetable... So, the, the fight is a mirror image, but the ground and the terrain is asymmetric. Yes. So what happens when you get onto different levels and, like, I'm elevated because there was a platform and they're not? He will stay on his level. Okay. He will, he will mimic you left to right, up and down. Well, not up and down. But if you jump, he'll jump. If you move left, he'll move left. Now, or, is this the, the thing of, like, ah, ha, ha, I'm psychic. Oh, wait, you have to change the control to player two? No, okay. No. What, I mean, said Mario, not Metal Gear. Well, I'm just making sure. Cheap trick. That one was metagame, is what that was. Oh. I can read your input. Ah, ha, ha. I will make I comments do. about all your other games on your memory card and freak you out. <laughs> There's just some things that you wish that you could redo again without finding out the ending of. That you could see that happening? Yeah. We're like, you wish you could see that again. Like, watching The Usual Suspects again. Yeah. Because once you know the ending, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's still a really, really good movie. Very no, well directed. but just that time where I had to, like, stop <gasps> the thing and go, oh my god, what? And then, the like, reveal. back it up. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Oh. That's all it is, is the reveal. Or memento. It was really funny about the thing is because Kate says that she saw it with me, but I swear I only saw it by myself. So 
there's a whole argument going on with Memento. I'd believe Kate. No, no, I believe me on this one because I would have remembered watching Memento. Wait, you don't remember ever watching it? No, no, I remember what I remember when I saw it. Okay. And I remember the that was the only time that I had seen it. It's kind of amusing having memory problems with Memento. <laughs> It's one of those things where Kate says she's right, but she's not. But we need to end this because we are way over. Okay. So yeah, mirror image, but asymmetrical ground. Cool. All right. Well, with that, we need to end like now. Goodbye. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.